The Cardinals get some tough injury news on Adam Wainwright. Plus, Steven Matz toes the rubber in a blink-and-you'll-miss-it game against the Yankees. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Subscribe, comment, interact. That way you can be a part of uh, the community that we're growing here at Locked on Cardinals. Make sure you hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is being brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, the Cardinals almost made it, didn't they? They almost made it throughout the off season. We talked about and the spring. Uh, we preached about, I should say, uh, the health and, you know, we went over and over and over about how the starting rotation had to stay healthy. That that was the key to the team's success in 2023. We know they've got enough offense that if one or two people go down, they can survive as long as it's not like both Goldie and Arenado. But even if that happens, you've still got some more offense out there. But the starting pitching, if something happens to these guys... We don't know what's going to happen to this rotation. And the two biggest concerns coming into this, Jack Flaherty's health after a couple of injury-marred seasons. That was in question. And then you got Steven Matz, who is also returning from an injury-plagued year. And so far this spring, everything was going great, wasn't it? I mean, we almost didn't want to talk about it because you didn't want to jinx it. Because the health was going very, very well. The only real injuries that the team had dealt with so far were a couple of arm fatigues. Dylan Carlson, Paul DeYoung dealing with the arm fatigue, and then you had Paul DeYoung and his recent back issues, but it's Paul DeYoung. It's not the end of the world, right? But other than that, everybody was looking good. And then I had to go, I'm going to take partial blame for this, because then I had to go and do a show with the Grim Reaper himself, Paul Francis Sullivan. He likes to be called Sully, the host of Locked On MLB, who admitted himself that he is the bringer of death. He is the bringer of injuries for each team that he had talked to so far in spring training. And as a person who refuses to buy the jerseys of players who are currently on my favorite teams because of my own jersey curse that I believe in and that I call it. Now, these ones you see behind me, Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt jerseys, I didn't buy those. Those were gifts. So they don't fall under the jersey curse that I have. But I was hoping, because I don't buy the jerseys, and I was hoping that maybe... The Cardinals wouldn't fall under this plague of injuries that Sully continues to spread throughout the lockdown community. And after our initial conversation, that's when Nolan Arenado got hit on the hand in the WBC, and we all kind of held our breath like, oh, boy, hoping for the best. And luckily, he was okay. So I thought perhaps we had dodged the injury bullet like, like Neo in the Matrix, and everything was going to be fine. Both Adam Wainwright and Miles Michaelis threw well for Team USA. No issue seemed to be there. 
Everything was fine in Jupiter. The pitchers were doing okay. We're in the clear, right? Wrong. This morning, we find out that Adam Wainwright is going to start the season on the injured list due to a growing strain. Stop the press. Where in God's name did this injury come from? Never heard anything about this until this morning. I could have sworn we just saw him pitching brilliantly for Team USA. When did this injury happen? He was just out of the mound a couple of days ago. Pitching them into a championship game of the World Baseball Classic. Well, here's the news. According to John Denton at MLB.com, the injury happened while Adam was in the weight room. In the weight room prior to Team USA's championship matchup against Japan. Wainwright said he suffered the injury while doing split squats. He was on his third set of the leg strengthening exercise when he felt a strain in the groin. And this, if you remember, was also after Wayne had dealt with some back spasms that were causing leg weakness, which he said contributed to that lackluster start of spring training for him. But then he heads off to Team USA, and we see Adam Wainwright. We see the, the, the Adam Wainwright that we saw for most of last season. With Team USA, he's great. He throws eight innings, allows two runs on 10 heads. He strikes out five. ERA, 2.25. We'll take that. Now, here's what Adam had to say about the injury, uh, according to John Denton's article. I knew it wasn't great when it happened because I've been through a few injuries before, and I know what it feels like when you strain a muscle. I was hoping it wasn't serious. It could be much worse. It's just a strain, and we'll be out a few weeks. This was also confirmed by manager Ali Marmel, who also said that he'll likely miss a few weeks, not only to just heal the injury itself, but he's also got to get his conditioning Backed up, back up to where he was already before the injury actually happened. So he was about the, uh, I don't know, like 85 pitch range, somewhere in that vicinity. Now he's got to rev it back up again. So it's going to take a little time. And we know it's a long baseball season, so we're not going to try to push Adam Wainwright in his final season to come back to the rotation any quicker than he needs to. As a fan, another reason that this is very, very disappointing is the fact that Adam Wainwright will not be the starting pitcher on opening day now. And this is final major league season. That sucks, man. What a bummer. Not only for Adam, but for fans. Like, that's what we wanted to see. That's what we thought was going to happen. That was the, apparently the plan. And according to Denton's article, uh, Marmel also said the team will now have to formulate plans to uh, find an opening day starter in the next two days. Jack Flaherty, the Cardinals' opening day starter in 2020 and 21, is a strong candidate, as is Miles Michaelis, the team's opening day starter back in 2019. Now, Michaelis, <clears throat> excuse me, is scheduled to start tomorrow night against the Nationals, which would put him in line to be available to start on Thursday. And he'd be my pick. He'd be my pick to be the starter. The guy's earned it. He threw well for Team USA, although they didn't really utilize him. I would have rather seen him starting than Merrill Kelly. What are we doing there? What was the point of that? Um, four Team USA, one run over six innings, struck out five. He was good. Was having a good spring training with the Cardinals, too. He, he was an all-star last year. Plus, after seeing Flaherty's last couple of outings, are we sure we want to put opening day pressure on Jack Flaherty? I, I, it seems a little bit unnecessary to me. Let the Lizard King take the ball. He's earned it. Uh, Wainwright wasn't the only injury news that we got today, and it wasn't good injury news either. One of the Cardinals relief pitchers 
also going to start on the injured list. Plus, the boys were on the field today against the Yankees. And Steven Matz on the mound again. And Steven Matz looking good. We're going to jump into that next on Locked on Cardinals. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be a stressful thing. It shouldn't be. It should be fun. It should be fun picking out seats, you know? And uh, we've all been there, though, where you decide maybe a little bit last minute that, you know what, I'm going to the game. I'm going to go to the game. But you want good seats. You don't want bad ones. You don't want to sit in the nosebleeds. And you don't want to be overcharged or taken advantage of. And that's where game time comes in. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports that you want to go to. Baseball, basketball, football, hockey, but also concerts, comedy shows, events at theaters near you. One of the things that I love about game time is being able to see what the view from your particular seats is going to look like. Like you're trying to purchase them. And remember, some places it's like you see the number, you see the row, but then you're like, okay, well, what's it look like, though? Is there going to be any obstructions? Do we have any issues there? Game time allows you to uh, see that actual view. And if it's not to your liking, you know what you do? You move on. You, You go and find yourself a better place to sit. That's how they make it easy for you. And that's just one of the ways they do it. They also have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You want to be at Bush Stadium on opening day against Toronto, don't you? Of course you do. Of course you do. Game time. Go snag the tickets you want without the stress with game time. Download the app. Create an account. Use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. How to, I don't know how much tickets are going for for opening day or opening day weekend yet, but I'm guessing you could – use the $20 off. And now you can use that. Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Adam Wainwright wasn't the only pitcher who got crappy news on this Thursday. Uh, Right-handed relief pitcher Wilking Rodriguez was also set to begin this season on the injured list due to right shoulder stiffness. Now this news Yes, it's a bummer. It is a bummer. But if there's a silver lining to this, it also affords the team a little more time to evaluate whether or not they want to keep Wilking Rodriguez in this organization or not. If you remember, Rule 5 draft acquisition. So he's got to remain on the roster or they have to offer him back to the New York Yankees if they decide that they need to send him down to Memphis. And then the Yankees can say, yeah, we want him back. (laughs) And they can take him right back from us. With the injury... Don't have to make that decision just yet. He's going to be shut down for a week, they say, before being reevaluated. Uh, posted a 4.26 ERA, six strikeouts, over six in the third innings this spring. He's an older guy. You know, he's, uh, I think, 33 years old, was in line for a middle relief role. Do I think he's something that has to be on this team? Not really, but the Cardinals like him. They really do. They like it. They like his stuff. Triple digits from the right-hand side. You got Helsley that's doing that. You've got Hicks doing that. That's about it from the right side. So if you need another power arm, Wilking Rodriguez is here. They're going to give him a chance to make the team, and um, he's going to start on the AL. So we'll have to get to that, whether or not they're going to be able to keep him or not. We'll get to that later on down the road. The team did announce that they are sending down left-hander Anthony Masevich. He's been optioned to Memphis. Told you he had a kind of a clog of left-handers going on in the bullpen right now. So we're starting to shave him away slowly but surely. So – what do these injuries and that move by sending Anthony Masevich down, what does that actually mean for the pitching staff moving forward? Well, odds are that Jake Woodford will now move into the empty spot in the rotation that was previously held by Adam Wainwright. It's the logical choice. You've sent Dakota Hudson down. 
Let them try to work out the kink still. Jake Woodford has certainly earned the spot. Um, this spring, he's 1-0, 2.04 ERA, team-high 18 strikeouts and 17 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's been fantastic. So he's going to take over that spot. At least that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, we still don't know what the bullpen will look like, but the, the pressure of keeping Rodriguez is now off, and maybe that opens up the door for another one of these left-handers to make it. You've got Zach Thompson and Genesis Cabrera, who, again, to me at least, seem like locks. Um, Zach Thompson's going to be on this team. Genesis Cabrera, because he has been with the team, I, I guess they could send him down to Memphis. I just don't see that happening. Um, what about Andrew Suarez, who we're going to talk more about here in a little bit? He's a guy that, that has earned a spot. Uh, Packy Naughton, to me, seems like someone who is on the outside looking in at this point. Hasn't had a great spring, but okay. But you can send him to Memphis, and it's not. I don't think it's going to hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, speaking of lefties, how about Steven Matz? He was on the Hill today against the New York Yankees, and Steven Matz was out there doing Steven Matz things again today. Six innings against the Bronx Bombers who did not have Aaron Judge in the lineup, but most of their A squad was in there. They did have Giancarlo Stanton, uh, Anthony Rizzo. They had these guys all in there. He gave up just one run on three hits. It was a solo dinger. He walked one, but he strikes out five, lowers his spring ERA down to 1.53. Now do the smart things, Cardinals. Do the smart thing here, and what I want you to do is take Steven Matz, and you wrap that sucker up in bubble wrap and send him to St. Louis because – this is the guy, the guy we've seen this spring. This is the guy that could be a real difference maker for this team if he's going to be throwing the way he has this spring because he's been amazing. 17 to two-thirds innings this spring, tied for the team high with Jake Woodford. He's allowed just three runs on 10 hits. He's walked three, punched out 17. I know it's spring training, and I know you're not facing all the star hitters on each one of these teams, but this is who he's had to face, and Matt has looked very good against all of them. Hopefully, you can get 28 to 32 starts out of him this year because that would be a ginormous boost to this starting rotation because you've already got Wainwright going down. I'm still not sold on Jack Flaherty staying healthy the whole time, and who would be? So Stephen Matt's going to be a, a big key to this, and if he can stay healthy, it's huge. Uh, following Matt's today was Hennessy's Cabrera, who uh, who looked good. He It only took him seven pitches, seven pitches for Hennessy's Cabrera to uh, retire the side in his lone inning of work, which included a strikeout. Then you had Giovanni Gallegos come in. Again, he's coming back from that tough final outing at the WBC against Japan, where Mexico had the lead. He comes in to close it, blows the lead, blows the save. They end up getting eliminated. Tough go for Gio. But he didn't show any ill effects today. He only needed seven pitches as well to get through his shutout inning, also included a strikeout. And then in the ninth inning, it's opening day, roster hopeful, Andrew Suarez, who continues to be nothing less than spectacular this spring. He throws another shutout inning while picking up a strikeout, which brings his spring totals to a team high, nine appearances. He's thrown nine total innings. He's allowed no runs, six hits. He has struck out eight. Not having Suarez on this opening day roster almost seems criminal at this point. What else do you want him to do? I guess he could have given up no hits. <laughs> I guess he could have done that. But I understand it is a numbers game, but the guy has done everything you've asked for, and he's outpitched Packy Naughton. He outpitched Misevich, who got sent down. And with Rodriguez out and Woodford moving up to the rotation, perhaps this makes it a little bit easier for you to say, yeah, 
as good as he's been, he needs to be included in this trip to St. Louis because he's getting my vote. I, I think it would just be ridiculous if Suarez doesn't make this uh, opening day roster. I think it's silly. I, I why why would you punish the guy for giving you nine shutout innings in relief? What what sense would that make? We'll see what happens. Now we're going to talk about what happened offensively in this game next because most of the band was back together again at Cardinals camp. Plus, is Jordan Walker, I hate to say it, is starting in Memphis such a bad thing now? That's next on Locked on Cardinals. The tournament is back. Uh, it's going on tonight in through the weekend with the Sweet 16. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drain. Plus, FanDuel does something that I absolutely love, and that's letting you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout, which is what we all want, with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba offensively today it was another (laughs) snooze fest what a boring game for offense this was today and for the third day in a row the cardinals game ended in a tie a tie which is just silly at this point that, that we're we three in a row, no winners, no losers, <laughs> but no winners. The offense, despite having Lars Newbar, national, I should say worldwide sensation, Lars Newbar, uh, Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, Tyler O'Neill, Wilson Contreras, Dylan Carlson. Uh, who else was in the, uh, Brendan Donovan was in there. Uh, Mason Wynn, Jordan Walker. All of these guys were in the starting lineup today. Basically, all your starters except for Nolan Arenado. And they had just three hits. Three hits on the day and got one run. And that was on a Tommy Edmond RBI single in the fifth inning. And Tommy has had a a really tough time this spring. Not only in spring training with the Cardinals, but even with Team Korea, he wasn't hitting all that well. So good to see him get a base knock and get the RBI in this one. But that's just one run in the last 18 innings for the team, which... Isn't exactly uplifting, you know? Uh, it's it's kind of deflating. But part of this, to me, thinks that, sure, maybe I'm making excuses, but part of me thinks that these guys are kind of bored with the spring training games and they're ready to move on. I know the guys that just came back from the WBC, they were in exciting games all the time, but our, our spring training guys who have, who have been the soldiers in uh, Florida this whole time, I think they're ready for more meaningful games. That's just my opinion. But... Um, Maybe that's why we're getting a lull in the in the hitting right now. They're just kind of trying to get through games because this game flew by. Um, time of game today, two hours and three minutes. Two hours and three minutes. Nine innings of a Major League Baseball game. Two hours and three minutes. Like, it flew by today. Flew by. It was wild. Uh, something else that's starting to uh, go by quickly is the batting average for one Jordan Walker. I'm not picking on Jordan Walker here. I'm definitely not. I'm just pointing out information. But he was over four today. Jordan Walker's batting average this spring is now down to 295. 
295. And he's now one for 24 against left-handed pitchers, which is a 0-42 batting average. I know he had that scorching start to the spring, but we're starting to see some cracks. We're starting to see some cracks in this future star. Nobody's perfect. I understand that. But we're starting to see those cracks and the cheering section that was so gung-ho saying, he needs to be on this opening day roster. And not only on it, but people are like banging the table that he, he needs to be on it and starting. Some of that... Some of that cheering is beginning to die down just a little bit as he struggles. And you can see the frustration in Jordan Walker in his game right now. Uh, it's not bothering him out in the field. He still looks great in the outfield. I got no qualms there whatsoever. But you can see the frustration during his at-bats um, as the slump continues to roll on. Obviously, the guy's a competitor. He's been a stud everywhere he's gone and is probably not used to struggling like this. I mean, honestly, when was the last time he went through a slump? You know, he's Jordan Walker. He's been a star everywhere he's played. He's now four for his last 28. But like Ali said yesterday, we got to remember, he's human. He is human. And he's a kid. He's still only 20 years old. And as the slump continues, do you guys think his spot on the opening day is starting to slip away as well? Like, you don't have to start him in St. Louis. There's no rule that you have to start Jordan Walker on the opening day roster. I mean, let's let's be honest. Coming into spring training, he wasn't expected to actually make the opening day roster. We just all wanted to see him play. And when he got off to that hot start where he's clubbing everything and hitting multiple home runs and everything's coming off the bat at 115 miles per hour, you're like, wow, how are we not going to have this guy on the opening day roster? Look how amazing he is. And then you get into spring training and you get a couple of weeks into it. And now here we are where he's four for his last 28 and he's now batting under 300. So now that things have leveled off just a bit, maybe Memphis isn't such a bad idea. Let him go down there where he can hit every day. Go up against not major league talent, but triple A talent. It's not like they're all scrubs down there or anything. But is it such a bad idea now? Is it is it too nuts after seeing what he did at the beginning of spring training and to see what he's doing now? Is it is it too much to send him back down? Do you think he should be up in St. Louis on March 30th? Or do you think Memphis would do him a little bit of good? Him and Mason Wynn could go down there and play together. And then you let somebody else take his roster spot that's a little more major league established. I want to hear what you guys think. Because I'm torn. I'm not totally sure. I don't think what we saw at the beginning of spring training is realistic because that was nuts how well he was hitting. But I also don't think he's as bad as he's been over the last four or five games either. But that one for 24 thing against left-handers, that's weird. And I don't know what it is about lefties that's causing him so much trouble. But that's something that's got to get fixed real quick because um, they're going to hone in on that at the major league level and – He's got to get that fixed. But what do you think? Let me know in the comments below on YouTube, or you can tweet me at LO underscore Cardinals. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Win your league this year by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Cardinals on the road against the Nationals tomorrow night. Miles Michaelis, my vote for your opening day starter. 
Uh, we'll be starting for the final time in spring training as he makes that bid to be the opening day starter. First pitch is scheduled at 5.05 St. Louis time. And according to MLB.com, you'll be able to watch this uh, for free on MLB. So MLB TV, I guess, is, is going to show this one for free. At least that's what I saw. So don't yell at me <laughs> if, if it's not there uh, when game time rolls around. But that's where I plan on watching it because it's not going to be on Bally's. Um, they can't tie four games in a row, like four straight. That can't happen, right? I didn't think it would happen three times in a row. It did, too. All right. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel grow. You are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.